Welcome to TP Talks, PwC's Global Transfer Pricing Podcast Series, where PwC tax professionals share their perspectives on key transfer pricing developments. In today's podcast, we will discuss some important transfer pricing updates in the Middle East. My name is Dana Hart, and joining me today, I have Mohamed Serak, a transfer pricing partner in our Dubai office, who leads PwC's Middle East transfer pricing practice. Also joining me is Samyanil Deb. Samyanil is the transfer pricing director in our Abu Dhabi office. Thank you both for joining me, and welcome to the podcast. So to start, Mohammed, perhaps you can give us an update on how the transfer pricing landscape is shaping up in the Middle East. Thank you, uh, Dana. Great to see you again, and thank you very much for inviting us to do this podcast. Well, I would say that the last 12 to 18 months has been, uh, we've seen some tremendous developments in the tax and transfer pricing landscape in the Middle East region. For example, uh, just in February of this year, we've had the introduction of an extensive transfer pricing set of regulations in uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, later on. We've seen uh, an update to the Egypt's transfer pricing regulations and the transfer pricing guidelines in Egypt. Uh, We've seen uh, countries like Oman and Bahrain becoming members of the uh, OECD inclusive framework. We've seen massive change in the field of transfer pricing and tax audits, where we've seen a significant uptick of inquiries in regards to transfer pricing matters, particularly in countries like uh, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Jordan and Oman. And we've also conducted a transfer pricing survey recently amongst our client base in the Middle East and globally for those uh, operations operating in the Middle East, where we've seen much, much more interest in the subjects of transfer pricing because of the very reasons that I've just mentioned. So the landscape has changed immensely just in the last um, 12 to 18 months. Thank you, Mohammed. Samyanil, coming to you, Mohammed mentioned the Saudi Arabia TP regulation. Can you give us an update? Sure, absolutely, Dana. Uh, so, uh, as Mohammed mentioned, that uh, the landscape of transfer pricing in the Middle East has been uh, changing very, very fast. And one country is uh, pretty much spearheading along with a couple of others is Saudi Arabia. The first TP regulations were introduced in Saudi in uh, February 2019. Now there was a provision of arm's length uh, nature in Saudi regulations before but there wasn't anything specific to transfer pricing broadly. Now uh, this regulation is uh, thankfully for the multinationals and for uh, advisors like us is that it's very well aligned with the OECD uh, BEPS guidelines. Which means that the three-tier documentation has been introduced and no hierarchy of any TP methodologies in the, in the regulations. However, that being said, there are some nuances, such as a disclosure form for control transactions have been introduced, which have to be filed along with the tax return, and there has to be a certificate, an affidavit, issued by an accountant, and that has to be filed along with the CTDF or the disclosure form I have just mentioned. Along with that, the domestic intercompany transaction, and this is a very important point for all the multinationals because there are multiple entities for many multinationals in Saudi operations. So the domestic transactions, in addition to international transactions, are in the ambit of Saudi bylaws, that is the TP regulations. 
and the, there is a strong preference for local comparables. The what the regulation is saying is that uh, you have to show enough effort that uh, you have tried to find enough uh, local comparables or regional comparables. If you can't, then of course you can go beyond and you can expand your search. That is a very critical point as well. Now, the regulations uh, have been effective from the fiscal year starting 1st January 2018. So for FY18, uh, tax returns which have already been filed for majority of the multinationals, uh, the local file, master file and CBCR have already been effect. So that is pretty much in a nutshell. Now what we are seeing now in Saudi Arabia and the General Authority of Gazette and Tax, that is the Gazette, the tax authority, is that they have started using issuing uh, the audit notices uh, to multinationals in, uh, in terms of transfer pricing. Uh, so we are uh, seeing a huge uptick as Mohammed mentioned before in terms of audit in Saudi. Thank you, Samuel. And Mohammed, what about Egypt's transfer pricing regulations? Can you give us an update? Certainly, Dana. Well, Egypt has some of the oldest transfer pricing regulations in the region. Uh, Egypt actually introduced their transfer pricing guidelines back in 2010. But most recently, um, last year, uh, the Egyptians started to update their guidelines, their transfer pricing guidelines, and they published a new set of guidelines that were based upon the BEP standards, uh, and in particular, the uh, action item number 13. The three-tiered documentation also applies for Egypt in the same manner that Sominil has just described with respect to Saudi Arabia. So, as of October 2018, these were updated, uh, as mentioned, fully aligned with the OECD guidelines, the three-tiered documentation, and no hierarchy of methods, no preference for the cup, but just the most appropriate choice of method. Uh, there's a mandatory filing requirement for the local file, which has to be filed within two months of filing the tax return. Uh, as is the case for Saudi, there is also a preference for local comparables, that is to say, uh, at the very least, Middle Eastern comparables. With respect to country-by-country country reporting, there is a, a reporting requirement with a much, much lower threshold uh, than we see in developed countries, only 150 million uh, euros for Egyptian headquartered companies uh, required to then file CBCR. And interestingly, uh, Egypt is also in the process of introducing an advanced pricing agreement uh, process for bilateral and multilateral APAs to be introduced in the near future. And all of this is for those uh, financial years for uh, for multinationals starting from the 1st of January 2018 onwards. So Egypt has really overhauled its guidelines um, given the BEPS requirements, um, which is really a significant development. And what I would say really marks Egypt uh, as a key differentiated country is that you actually have to file the local file with the tax authorities, whereas in Saudi, it's more retention by the taxpayer and then providing upon request the local file. So that's a key difference. Mohammed, coming back to you, for global multinationals, the UAE has been an attractive destination for years. However, the EU has blacklisted the UAE for not taking enough action in regards to BEPS minimum requirements. Can you share with us how is the UAE tackling this and what are your views on a path forward? Yes, 
very good question, and we get many questions about the UAE. The UAE continues to make fantastic efforts to be a very attractive destination for uh, inward investment. Uh, and I think the UAE, credit to the UAE government, because they've really made a fantastic effort in trying to adhere to international standards. Um, of course, the UAE will always be in focus with respect to the fact that it is a uh, you know tax-free regime. So understandably, uh, international bodies will always want to uh, you know look at countries like the UAE uh, to get them to comply with greater tax transparency, and that shouldn't be really a, a surprise. Having said all of that, I think the UAE has really made a, a very fantastic. Uh, recent effort with regards to adopting greater transparency in the form of introducing economic substance uh, requirements and also country by country uh, regulations. Um, I mean, Somnil, would you like to to elaborate on on some of these measures from your perspective? Sure, absolutely. And uh, as you have rightly pointed out, that uh, the UAE being uh, a very attractive jurisdictions uh, for uh, multinationals for years for being low tax or zero tax uh, country, uh, it is attracting lots of attention from the EU and other global bodies. So the economic substance rule and the country by country reporting what has been introduced recently. Uh, are big milestones in, in the transpressing journey in the uh, region and as well as in the country. And they're taking it very seriously as a matter of fact because the penalty provision for non-compliance associated with the CBCR is extremely stringent. It can go up to 350,000 US dollars uh, for a particular case. And there are different types of penalties associated with that. So although UAE uh, will still uh, remain as a zero corporate tax country, the compliance requirement, global compliance requirement, and being consistent with the global standard when it comes to transparency, and as well as uh, adherence to the BEPS minimum standard, UAE is taking very significant and notable steps. And uh, so all the taxpayers have to take a clear measure in terms of their planning and as well as uh, complying to all the uh, necessities to meet with the UAE regulations. One, one should also add, of course, that we get many questions all the time because UAE is a hub for global multinationals. And Tommy Nell and I and the rest of our team received lots of questions on whether uh, actually, do we need to do anything with respect to transfer pricing or, or with respect to issues concerning permanent establishments for the UAE? Well, what I would say is whilst it's a corporate income tax-free regime, of course, the areas of hydrocarbons and financial services, uh, you know, special types of companies that operate in those industries are indeed subject to corporate income tax. So with the stringent new measures that have been introduced in the UAE with respect to country-by-country -country reporting, economic substance, and what I've just said in respect of those two industries, uh, I think it's important to, to make our uh, clients aware that they do need to pay particular attention to the regulations governing the UAE in the manner that we've just described. Great, thank you. My final question is for both of you. So overall, if I am a tax or TP head of a global multinational, what is your advice regarding the Middle East region TP landscape that I should be aware of? Well, that's a great question, Dana, uh, because uh, the TP landscape is fast evolving, as Mohammed and I have been talking about. So uh, the very uh, 
good thing for uh, for you if you are a tax or GP uh, head of a global multinational is that the landscape is evolving in a positive direction because these countries are aligning themselves with the global standard. That is the very first thing. They have not done anything in their regulations, whether it's Saudi or Egypt or even UAE in terms of the CBCR, which is radically different from the global standard. So they're very much aligned and uh, they are aligning more and more with the global standard of the OECD web uh, guidelines. So that is the very first thing. Now, that being said, what uh, our from our experience, what we have seen and what we are seeing in different countries is that these tax authorities are very aggressive. So uh, you have to comply by all the compliance requirements and beyond that, form and substance, both are very important. Now, if we take a step back in the OECD guidelines, what uh, is being said again and again, that is form is very important, but substance is what the most important thing. However, in the Middle East, of course, that is true, but your form is very important as well. So many multinationals may not have a robust intercompany agreements, for example. That's what needs to be done right now to align the global policy. If I go back to Saudi disclosure form, one very important thing for the auditor or the uh, certified accountant to uh, issue the affidavit is that whether your intercompany transactions pricing policy is consistent with your global policy or not. Form is the very first thing. Then, of course, substance. That has to align with the form. Mohamed, what do you think uh, from your experience? No, no, I completely agree with you, Sominil. I think you've, you've, you've made some very valid points. What I would add to your points, uh, Sominil, is to say the following. I think historically what we've seen and experienced in the last 10 years in the Middle East uh, by you know, global multinationals operating in the region is shall we just take a light touch with you know approach with regards to the middle east because you know there's not really you know very many taxes there you know the gcc countries have very low tax rates the tax authorities aren't necessarily sophisticated well what i would say to that is everything has now changed in the last year or two the tremendous changes that we've outlined in this interview mean that there are really stringent regulations the tax authorities are very very developed and I would go so far as to say that the regulations in the Middle East now with the tax authority capabilities mean that global multinationals need to take the Middle East as seriously as they would, for example, Europe or the United States or Latin America or Asia, because the regulations have become much more stringent, much more sophisticated, and so have the tax authorities. Also, I'd like to also point out that some countries, for example, in Saudi Arabia, have particular nuances. So Sominil, you yourself earlier mentioned the certification required in Saudi Arabia. This is uh, very similar to what's required in India, a certification from a licensed accountant, you know, to show that the transfer pricing policies have been applied consistently by the multinational. That's not a small undertaking. So those particular nuances need to be taken into account. I should also just add, uh, in terms of my final comment, that the Middle East is a very diverse region. And many multinationals operating in the region also have a big hub in a place like Dubai, in, in, in the United Arab Emirates. And they have hubs in very low tax jurisdictions. So, of course, the international tax framework now, encompassing also the Middle East, where some countries are members of the inclusive framework, the emphasis is all upon aligning substance with profit. And if you have the hub 
in such a location like Dubai, one needs to consider whether that hub you know, is adequately also being remunerated given its interaction with the rest of the region. So look, I think there are opportunities in terms of getting you know, tax, just the right amount of tax to be paid, but there are also very clear risks that need to be taken into consideration with regards to the Middle East and compliance uh, requirements. Thank you, Mohammed and Samyanil, for joining me on this podcast, and thank you to our listeners. If you have any questions regarding this podcast, please contact the speakers. You can find their contact information in the description of this episode on our TP Talk site at www.pwc.com forward slash TP Talks. Thank you.